Xbox is teaming up with Nvidia to bring you all of your favorite games. GPU prices are coming down after they went up a lot. Who knew? And AMD is shady. I don't like it. Come on. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. Let's go over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And we're going to start off today talking about AMD getting some extra performance in their integrated GPUs. Scatterbencher, who's a known extreme overclocker, has been able to push the integrated GPU on the Ryzen 9 to a lot more than it was capable of previously. A 42% increase going up to 3.1 gigahertz, consuming a total of 63.5 watts on just the two compute units integrated graphics on the AMD processors. In case you're not familiar, all of AMD's latest 7000 series CPUs come with a very tiny graphics card in there, mostly just to display out onto your monitor so that you can do basic stuff. This doesn't make it any better for gaming or anything like that. In fact, that 42% increase is in Tomb Raider at 1080p, and it went from 12 FPS to 17, which is okay. You could play CSGO, it's going from 58 FPS to around 80, so it's mildly manageable, but in, in most games, you, you're not gonna wanna do that. It is good to see that you could take the top off of the integrated GPU on these desktop chips. However, that is likely not going to be the case on the mobile processors that we're expecting to come out with these RDNA 3 GPUs. But you know what is the case? Today's video is sponsored. Today's video is sponsored by Anchor and their new 312 and 313 chargers because especially with the launch of the new Samsung Galaxy devices, you're gonna need a new charger if you wanna charge these things at full speed. And that's exactly what the 313 can do. It has 45 watt peak charging to allow you to get the super fast charging 2.0 that the S23 Plus and Ultra come with, which will allow you to fully charge your phone in under an hour. And it's powered by GAN technology leading to higher energy efficiency, making sure that the heat dissipation is better. It also has the multi-protect technology to make sure your Samsung Galaxy is protected with 10 layers of protection, as well as over voltage, current regulation, and over temperature protection. And the charger with its foldable design is actually 30% smaller than Samsung's 45 watt original charger, which they don't include in the box anymore. But the cable that's actually included in the box is not capable of delivering the super fast charging 2.0 at 45 watts. So you have to make sure that you pick up a cable that can deliver the 45 watts in order to get that super fast charging 2.0. But if you have the 313 charger, you're gonna be able to power your S23 Ultra as fast as you possibly can. They also have the 312 charger, which allows for up to 25 watt peaks, which is great for the latest S23, whereas the 313 is gonna be more suited for the higher end S23 Plus and Ultra. But it also has all of the protection features of multi-protect technology. It's 23% smaller than Samsung's original 25 watt charger, and it's compatible with tons of mobile devices. So if you're looking to power any of your new Samsung S23 devices, check out Anchor at the link in the video description. The 313 for 45 watts, the 312 for 25 watts. Great products, check them out down below in the description. Big thanks again to Anchor for sponsoring today's video. Speaking of those mobile laptop chips, it's been benchmarked. The 7745HX eight core CPU expected to be AMD's highest end eight core chip is looking to be mighty fine. It's Cinebench score coming in at roughly a 12950HX, not beating 13th gen in single core or multi-core, but definitely outpacing the previous generation of Intel as well as the previous generation of AMD and even getting fairly close to what the Ryzen 7 7700 on desktop 
laptop can actually do. So mighty impressive numbers. Hopefully AMD's laptops continue to impress us later this year. And Reese everly impresses me every day. Good, good words. Hey friends, welcome back to Ifty Deals, bringing you the hottest tech deals out on the internet. Today we're starting with a discount on a discount because the Gigabyte Z590 Aorus Master is currently going for only $129.99, which is a further $70 off, bringing the total discount to $280 or 68% off for this massive ATX motherboard. And then yesterday we had someone in the comments asking for some ultra wide deals. So we've got the Lenovo G34W10. This 34 inch 21 by nine ultra wide monitor featuring a resolution of up to 3440 by 1440 and 144 Hertz refresh rate is currently going for only $349.99, which is $150 or 30% off. And like always, the links to these and more will be in the video description down below. But until next time, I'm gonna hand you off back to Brett for the rest of your hot news. Cheers. Thank you, Reese. You might want to start adding new caveats to how you're going to be posting RAM deals, especially with Corsair announcing that they're going to do the weirdest thing for RAM that I've seen in a long time. They're changing the numbers, okay? We've been stock standard with four, eight, and 16 gig dims, 32 gig as well. It's just kind of gone up the line. Corsair being one of the first to launch the new numbers, which is going to be 24 and 48 gigabytes. Kyler, are you ready for this? Kyler, are you ready for this? Corsair's launching DDR5 memory. It's a 48 gigabyte kit that's two by 24 gigabyte sticks. What? Yeah. That's peculiar. <laughs> it is peculiar. The pricing looks like it's gonna start around 185 bucks for the slowest speed. It's gonna go up to 96 gigabyte kits with two 48 gigabyte sticks. And then if you double that, you can get up to 192 on a system. You're not locked down to 128 anymore. This is the, the higher end sticks are looking to come out sometime in March. It looks like the 24 gig sticks are gonna be out available now. This is, this is neat, but now this is just gonna affect my judgment of people's PCs. One of the reasons Kyler got the job that he has is because in his application, when he listed his PC specs, he told me, how much RAM did you, you had 24, right? 24. Kyler had 24 gigs of RAM on his PC. And I was like, oh, this is a man who knows how to upgrade, but doesn't have the money to. So he went with 16 gigs and eight gigs and then fused them together. I was like, hey, I'm impressed by that. But now somebody says they have 24 gigs of RAM. I'm just gonna be like, is that a single stick of Corsair memory? Kyler, you wouldn't have gotten this job if Corsair had released this like a year ago. Oh. And Sony is saying curse that Xbox company because they're trying to get them to stop from buying Activision Blizzard. They don't like it, saying it's anti-competitive, despite the fact that Sony has a laundry list of anti-competitive practices, including but not limited to the latest launch of Hogwarts Legacy, where there's an entire quest line that's baked in to the PlayStation and nowhere else. But in order to combat that, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and NVIDIA all had a meeting in Europe yesterday to discuss what's going on here. And they launched 10-year partner agreements, Microsoft with both Nintendo and NVIDIA, specifically with NVIDIA, saying that they're going to be bringing all Xbox PC games as well as Activision Blizzard PC titles to GeForce Now for the next 10 years, including Call of Duty. This is despite the fact that they were removed from GeForce Now some time ago. It does seem really interesting that Microsoft is doing this. Obviously, after 10 years, they're just going to gobble that back up and be anti-competitive as all crap, because who wouldn't do that? But 10 years is a good long lifespan for you to get off that cod kick hopefully forget about actually embracing that video game and move on to something better in your life this would put them in direct competition with microsoft's x cloud game streaming geforce now a very similar solution except for if you build a pc you can still only play the games there it's 
It's an intriguing move. I do appreciate what Microsoft's doing here. I still don't trust them that they're not gonna be anti-competitive. It's just that they're delaying their anti-competitiveness because they're a gigantic company. They're gonna be around in 10 years. They're looking towards the future. That's how they've been playing this entire Xbox ecosystem buildup. They've purchased Bethesda, which they knew that Elder Scrolls and all of the games that they produce are gonna take forever to come out with. They've been working on Game Pass, developing that. They're building a long-term pipeline to get people hooked on Xbox and it's going to play out over decades and I think they're they're willing to put the money down and make that happen whether or not this is going to influence all of the regulators who are trying to stop the Activision Blizzard acquisition by Microsoft remains to be seen but I think it's a good faith argument that they're putting forward and this is a bad faith argument I'm going to put forward to you GPUs got cheaper in February they sure did if you look at Mind Factory's numbers because that's a retailer over in Germany sells a heck and ton of graphics cards showing that compared to to January, AMD's GPU prices dropped roughly 5.6%, NVIDIA's dropped 3%, NVIDIA is still slightly over MSRP in aggregate, whereas AMD is about 8% lower than MSRP in aggregate, with certain GPUs being lower than others, like the 7900 XTX being 6% above, but the 7900 XT being nicely 6.9% below MSRP. However, again, bad faith argument that GPU prices are coming down because in that same report, Mind Factory came out and said that, yeah, we're selling selling GPUs at twice the average price that we were about three years ago in the early Wii parts of 2020, saying that in February of 2020, they were selling an average price AMD card for 295 euro and an average price Nvidia card was 427. Now, three years later, AMD's up to a whopping 600 euro on average, and Nvidia's up to a whopping 825. So just massive price increases overall. I'm curious if you're willing to divulge this information, how much have you spent on a graphics card that is in your system right now. And if what's in your system right now is not the most expensive card you've ever purchased, let me know what that is if you purchased anything in the past. Down below in those comments, I wanna hear from you. But speaking of GPU competition driving prices down eventually, we'll talk about the Chinese MTTS80 again because they're dropping just as many driver updates as AMD does with the S80 getting new game support for up to 42 games total. This is adding 21 new games into it. Goose and Duck, all right, you got Alien vs. Predator, Hades, actually, that's a worthwhile upgrade, Cuphead and Dwarf Fortress. Obviously, the S80 was never meant for video gaming, but the more that they develop it, the more competition it's gonna to bring to the market. Hopefully we can start seeing that playing more of the new games that are out there. And you might wanna be playing those on the X3D chips that we're expecting from AMD. And we're getting a lot of details out about them. So first off, it looks like in new BIOSes for these X3D chips, it's gonna help you get a little bit extra performance because you can choose which CCD you choose for what application or what type of process you want to run, which is gonna be important because the CCD with the 3D vCache is gonna have lower than the CCD without the 3D vCache. You don't need to touch this in case you don't want to. This is just in case you don't trust Microsoft and your CPU to communicate with each other on Windows and making sure that everything's going handy dandy. It's just a safeguard to make sure that you're slightly in control of how your system is communicating with whatever you're trying to do. But AMD is not communicating very well when it comes to these X3D chips. Number one, it looks like reviews are coming out the 27th, the day before these launch. That's pretty stock standard, that's happening. But but as I've been saying, I've been worried about AMD postponed the launch of the 7800X3D because they knew everybody was gonna wanna buy that one and not the 7900 or 7950X3D. And more details keep coming out to just confirm that bias I have in my heart that AMD is not doing this for good reasons. And 
it turns out, according to a well-known leaker, that the 7900 and 7950X3D chips will have slower clock speeds than the 7800X3D. Now, I know that that's not officially what it says on paper, because if you read the clock speeds, the 7950X3D, 7900X3D are all faster than the 7800X3D. But the caveat here is that AMD has been exclusively quoting the clock speeds of the parts of the chip that don't have 3D vCache. So these CPUs can get up to 5.7 gigahertz when it's not 3D vCache. The 7800X3D is going to have the fastest clocked cores with 3D vCache. So it looks like that's gonna make it inherently faster than the 7900 and 7950X3D. Now again, this is not officially confirmed as of yet. AMD is not allowing reviews of the higher end chips to come out until the 27th, at which point you will get benchmarks of those, but you will have no understanding of what the 7800X3D is capable of until April because that's when they're launching them and they want you to buy the more expensive ones first, which makes perfect business sense. But again, I think we need to stop letting AMD get away with the things that we were criticizing NVIDIA and Intel for doing for the past few years. AMD has moved from being an underdog into a power position and they are utilizing that quite heavily to extract more cash out of your wallets. And I just want to say, hey, I don't like it. I'm probably still going to have to buy these because, you know, that's my job. But gosh darn it, not happy about it. Let me know, does this bother you? Am I just raging against the wind? I wanna hear from you down below in those comments while I saunter on over to Kyler and see what he's working on because he's doing stuff. Isn't that right? What? Yep, bye.